Mail in. Good morning, Sally. Good morning, Randy. Good morning, everybody out there listening to the Mail-In Podcast. I am your host, Brad Merriman, chipper and bright on this lovely December morning. Sally, my lovely co-host to my right, Randy on the ones and twos in front of me, fresh off a uh, D&D campaign, whatever that means. Sally, what's going on this morning? How are you? You just, like, shocked the hell out of me. I was just trying to find the rundown, and all of a sudden it's like, Nip! Nope. You're very chipper. Very chipper, very bright. I, uh... It was a little uh, little late getting to the studio this morning because I thought it was not not Wednesday. I'll be, yeah. I'll be really honest with you. And yeah. So uh, I apologize, but I'm here. I'm ready to go. And uh, excited to do this. Got your podcast. Buffalo check on? What's Buffalo check? Is that what? Yeah. I, this, this, I'll pull back the curtain and uh, you'll probably yell at me. This, this is from high school. I've had this shirt for a decade plus and it's just like my favorite flannel. Mm-hmm. worn in beat to hell been to a lot of campfires been to a lot of a lot of uh a lot of college parties just kind of one of those go-to ones that you pull out when you need a uh when you need to have a good day it's like a good luck flannel i had a j crew men's flannel shirt for a long time mm-hmm. that i cannot find anywhere and i must have given it away in one of our moves like <clears throat> i'm really sad about it that's oh, tough the weird thing is though that the buttons were backwards interesting well because you know men's and women's buttons they button from opposite sides no way men's women's buttons are on the left side are you and you button with the right over yeah no way yeah that's true look it up randy what it's true or why you look it up I I I don't know. It's it's just a thing. So I didn't. I got this men's shirt. <laughs> oh, Randy's saying like. Oh, Randy knows. Randy Randy is saying yes. He knows, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Randy. I mean, Smith. Randy. I thought yeah. Randy's disbelief was that what I did just said not. Me too. Apparently, the disbelief was that how stupid Brett is. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's really sure why, but it's been like that forever. Yeah. What? So the I bought this fuck? shirt, and then I was like totally thrown off by it because I was like, why? Are the buttons okay? Your buttons are on your right side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is your button? Yeah, I think women's button buttons right are on the left. That's so weird. I can't even imagine like doing that. Oh, that's my mind is blown. So you could be okay. <laughs> I think so. I'm sorry about your flannel. I actually I need to do a uh, I need to do a donation run. Yeah. In the next in the next couple of weeks here, my closet is. To the point where I'm taking stuff out to and just putting it in a drawer, like, oh, that'll be the donation yeah. spot. Yeah, we need to do that too. Yeah, tough. How are but, you though? What else is going on? How are you feeling? I feel a lot better. Good. I probably sound better. Uh, Fritz has recovered from hand, foot, mouth. Let's go, Fritz, man. Second time. I don't. Okay. I think last week when I was here, he was sick, but we didn't know with what. And then I took him to the pediatrician, and they were like, mm. and then uh, now Will has my cold. Nice. Yeah, he was. He was saying yesterday he's a stuffy boy. He's he's inherited the cold, so mm-hmm. yeah. I'm hoping maybe next week we'll all be healthy, and then I'm going to Cabo, so it'll probably just like really plummet from there. You know what though? That's that's life. That's just <laughs> life's experience. Why why not get a little sick here? Go to Cabo, come back. That's you'll probably get sick in a different spot there, but yeah. who knows? Did you get a haircut? No. It looks good. It looks uh, curl wavied. I, I did curl this morning. Very nice. Because I feel like every time we film this stupid thing, 
I look like I just got out of bed, which is true. And we have family pictures this afternoon, so I thought wow. I'd just get it all done in one fell swoop. What is your strategy for family pictures? Well, I'm, we haven't picked out clothes yet, which is the mm, okay the biggest stressor. Do you do multiple outfits? No, okay. no, no. Well, this will be a fifteen minute ordeal. Fritz hates the camera. He like legitimately hates the camera. Really? Um, if he sees you point a camera at him or a phone, he will immediately start losing his shit. Uh -huh. So it it makes for a really tough time trying to get family photos. So we um we took family Christmas card, like with my whole extended family, not whole extended family, immediate family. Mm -hmm. Um on Sunday, and he we tried to get a picture of just the grandkids which is like my two nieces and my other nephew, Bane, and then Fritz. And he was just losing his mind. Really? So we had to scrap that idea. So I think we're going to just maybe hide, have our photographer hide in a bush and then uh, I was do gonna candidates. Say, imagine like a little trail cam. Like you just have That's Fritz, what's gonna Fritz have and to you and Will walk by it. Yeah. <laughs> and like I need to get a picture oh, with Fritz with Santa. He was supposed to do that this weekend, but he had the hand, foot, mouth, so we couldn't do it. But, like, is it worth it? Like, I know that it's funny to, like, see kids screaming with Santa, but, like, that will happen immediately. There's no question in my mind. He will not sit still for that. So mm -hmm. I'm like, should I not torture my child? Probably not. You know who would be a really good Santa? Randy. Like, at a, at a, like a, if we had a wash. Like a sexy Santa? No, 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 no. Like, a, like Randy would be a good. Like, like you're, you saying Randy should, should be Santa is, like, when Schmidt has to be Santa, a new girl. Love Schmidt. One of the best characters on TV of all time. I think Randy would be a good Santa because he's really good with kids. He's really, uh, he's like kind of the bubbly, he has the ho, 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 like kind of jolly thing to him. He would do a really good costume. Yeah. And he doesn't have kids of his own. Will you dress up like Santa for the Christmas party, Randy? I think Randy. Randy. Are you excited for the Christmas party? I am. Are you excited for the Christmas party? Yeah, I, I got an outfit last night. Whoa. I, I, gotta, I, I, gotta I don't have together. an outfit for my family Christmas card, but I do have an outfit for the work Christmas party. I might have to run something back from years ago, but I'll, it, it, the outfit will be done. I want people to be festive. Oh, 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 do not worry about that, Sally DeFries. Which means I need to go dig out Will's uh, monogrammed turtleneck from wherever it is in our house. Mm, but it's probably about four solid. sizes too big now. You know who has sneaky good turtlenecks that I've worn skiing the last couple times is whatever the Amazon brand is, and you can get them for like $25. They're in like cable knit turtlenecks. They're really warm, and if you didn't tell me they were 25 bucks, I'd say they were 175 bucks. Yeah. Crazy. That's a little hack out there if anybody wants to be festive with dope turtlenecks <laughs> that I will put the link to somewhere. Anyway... What a start to this episode, Sally. Uh, we are the Mail-In Podcast. We answer questions about hand, foot, and mouth, Santa Claus, um, turtlenecks, you name it, actually. That sounds like a really good podcast. Uh, get a laugh in. Maybe walk away with something useful. How can you help us out? Please tell a friend about the pod. Uh, send some, some clips to them. Shouts to Adam. We dropped one yesterday. Subscribe on iTunes. Please follow on Spotify. Hit the hotline number to leave a voicemail, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at MailInPodcast. Please hit up the new store as well, uh, washmedia.shop. And hit up the new YouTube at youtube.com slash MailInPodcast to see our beautiful faces.
Sally, are you ready to hop in? I am ready. What's up, guys? I went on a first date the week before Thanksgiving, and I think it went well. Before we could see each other again, I left for Thanksgiving week, but he left for his hometown from thanks or for his hometown from Thanksgiving to New Year's, so we won't see each other until January. How would you navigate this? I think we're both interested in seeing where this goes, but it sounds exhausting to carry on the whole texting thing for almost six weeks when we only hung out for two hours. I don't want to get my hopes up, but I also don't want to write this off. Thanks. Love you. Bye. A little slow burn here, Sally. I think, I think you do just keep the texting thing up. If there's any, like, any time to do this, to keep the texting thing up, it would be this holiday season. Right. Because it's fun. It's festive. There's always something to talk about. Oh, what'd you get for Christmas? Oh, what are mm-hmm. you doing? Like, happy like Han- Hanukkah. Happy New Year's. There's always something to talk about. And it's kind of like you're with family, so there's a little low pressure. You're not just sitting in your apartment thinking about, oh, what are they doing? Why aren't they texting back? I think it's a great time uh, to keep up the texting thing and not really worry about are they responding every day or hour or right. four hours. So I, I think this one's kind of easy for me. Um, so I, but here's how I feel about this. I had a guy probably the year or two before I met Will that like I had a kind of fling with like Mm -hmm. early December and, um, then he went home for the holidays and I was like, I really like this guy. Like we were super into each other and then he just used the holiday as an excuse to just straight up ghost me. Oh, uh, which sucked. Yeah. And then we like saw each other like a couple months after and it, it like had totally died down at that point. Um, so my, I guess my PSA is it's also like, yeah, the texting for six weeks is like very easy, but at the same time, it's also like very easy to like let something die that you're not super into. Okay. Um, here's how I feel personally. Based on experience, if it's going to work out, it's going to work out. Like Will and I started out as a long distance couple, like very long distance. There was no like plan in sight to even meet for Mm -hmm. the first few months. And um, we liked each other so much that we were like texting and then we ended up calling each other and then FaceTiming. And like, I think, yes, it's like maybe you lose some momentum because he goes home and you're not in the same city. But I honestly feel like if this is the guy that you're supposed to end up in a relationship with or, like, date, mm-hmm. then it'll happen. Like, yeah. you'll have fun, flirty texts. You'll make plans. You know, like, around New Year's, you'll make plans to meet up early January, whatever. But also know that if it fizzles out, save yourself the heartache mm-hmm. of, like, me that – exactly me like new year's 2000 probably 14 whatever like literally drunk texting this guy like seven times which was so embarrassing um and he like just truly ghosted me oh no just real real embarrassing (laughs) behavior for me but i you know that sucks but at the same time like think of it like any other time like what if somebody what if you went on a date with somebody and then they had all this shit coming up i mean think about how busy our lives are in general mm-hmm. like totally if he's gonna make the effort with you he'll make the effort 
you don't have to be in person to like mm -hmm. have a good connection. People long distance like talk, date, et cetera, all the time. I totally agree. I think it's one of those things where don't turn it into a game in your brain. Right. You know, don't be like, well, if he responded in four hours, I'm going to respond in six. And mm -hmm. if he didn't ask a question, I'm not going to ask a question. I just think make it comfortable. And if he's into you and as a, as a, a man, if we're into you, we're going to text you. Is that right. like, that's just, I think, kind of a, a rule that should kind of just be every, everybody, like universal. Yeah. Whether you're man, woman, is somewhere in between. Like, if we're into you, we're going to make the effort. Right. So use this as a time where oh, let's see where this goes. And we can text. We don't need to see each other, you know, face to face. And maybe we do make a plan to do so because then we're excited about something for after Christmas. And I just think it's a good time of year to do it. Like, it's just more fun, whatever, for whatever reason, the holidays kind of get me in a more flirty, fun mood in general. So yeah. if, if there's any time to text, it's, it's now. Yeah. You know what you could get uh, for Christmas, Sally? What? For some friends? Maybe some athletic greens. Guess who did hers this morning? Uh, Sally. Yeah, that's right. Wow, look at I you. I actually was going to bring the bottle in just to like show mm. that I had it with me. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm not going to lie to you. It's gross after you like drink it. You need to wash out the bottle. It's yeah, like not. You don't the, wanna... It's like any any anything you ingest that's not like water. <laughs> you know, yeah. like you like le like show the empty bottle, like that's mm -hmm. kind of gross. That's yeah, they'd point. be like, "Ooh, nice residue." Salad. Yeah, gross. But but, I, but it was a delight this morning, and I have been really trying to do it on an empty stomach first thing when I wake up, thirty minutes before I ingest anything else. Look at look, you want to do the whole read? Yeah, that that is the read. <laughs> and I think honestly, especially because I was sick last week, mm. helped me like feel better, get over this cold. Like I know I'm missing vitamins when I'm not doing it. Uh, could that be because you were absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole force, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably why you felt better right away because Athletic Greens is the uh, one scoop, one stop shop for daily nutrition. You have some gaps in your diet. Everybody does. Let Athletic Greens be there to help you out. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body can actually absorb. You know what they say about vitamins, Sally? People are on all these kind of things. just makes really expensive pee. Yeah. Not with Athletic Greens. Your body can actually absorb what you're putting into it uh, when you put a scoop in a glass of water. That's it. It contains one, uh, less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, and it still tastes good. I would say somewhere between like a bubblegum, pineapple, citrus is kind of where my my taste buds go for it. Yeah. I actually, as literally as you said that, because I always say pineapple, mm -hmm. got a little bubblegum this morning. Mm -hmm. I think it's a little, like a little bit of a bubblegum citrus. Notes of notes of bubblegum and pineapple. <laughs> exactly. Any tannins in there you want to talk about? I, I don't know enough about tannins to... Front, back, palate. Yeah, no. Mid palate. Your subscription will also come with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in these winter months when we do not get as much uh, sun. By the way, cost efficient too, Sally. Costs you less than $3 a day and you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Bada bing. It's also cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. 
So easy. One scoop, right in a glass of water, mix it up. I, I do smoothies sometimes. I just do a glass of water in the mix, down the hatch, uh, and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. And you, gen- you like genuinely feel a, a difference in yourself. So here's the deal. Right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills. Uh, and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. How about a voicemail, Sally? Hey, Brett. Hey, Sally. Um, So my girlfriend and I have been dating for three years now. And with it being November, almost December, I was planning on proposing to her in the spring, like March, April, somewhere in there. What is the ideal time frame for me to ask for her dad's blessing and make sure I can acquire the ring and just really everything with the engagement all together. Love you guys. Bye. First off, love you too. Second off, congratulations. That's awesome. Third off. Engagement season is upon us. Engagement season and Sally as a notably non-engaged person, uh, I, I, I have these questions too. You know, for whenever that and whoever that may be in, at some point, but I don't, I don't know the timeline. Like, how long does a ring take to? So, a do ring that will stuff? take, depending on like what you, what how, you know, custom the ring is. Probably a couple months. Mm-hmm. So, I would, I would. I mean, people can do it faster than that, but I sure. would like budget maybe four to eight weeks, depending on like what you're doing. If you're yeah. Buying a diamond yourself, if you're getting the ring custom made at a jeweler. I mean, like, this is what their whole job is. But depending on how much, let's just say you pay for the services you get. So, like, if you are the type that you're like, I'm going to try to save some money by getting a wholesale diamond, and then I'm going to go find a jeweler with the diamond, blah, blah, blah. That's going to take more time because, like, you've got to do all the legwork. If you go to a jeweler and you're like, Here's what I'm looking for. Either they may already have the ring ready and they just need to resize it, or they may be like, okay, we're going to go find said diamond. You've got to look at them. They've got to ship them in. Then they've got to make the ring. I would budget about two months. Um, It can be quicker than that. Sure. Okay. So I would start doing that. And again, we've said this multiple times, usually a good idea unless your girlfriend at the time is like very involved and wants to see him and help pick him out, et cetera, then I would, this is the time that you get like a friend involved, like one of her friends or a sister. Mm -hmm. But here's, here's where every time you tell someone you like invite more people knowing about what's going on. Absolutely. Um, Like take, for example, I know for a fact that will, like Will's exact probably journey, and I don't know how long he was working on the ring, probably like a month, but he used his mom's diamond. So like my diamond was in his mom's ring. So mm-hmm. his mom had to like ship her rings and then, or maybe he got them from her. 
I don't remember. But that would be a very scary week of waiting for a package. I think I think actually so we got engaged early March. I think he got the rings like at her Christmas ring or something? at Christmas. Yeah. And then he went to a jeweler probably mid January, showed uh what he wanted, and then they made the ring and they also like replaced her diamond. So that was mm-hmm. a whole thing. Um Emily my sister was involved in that from like six weeks out. Okay. okay. So they make the ring. Maybe this was a month only. They make the ring and then they called Will and they're like, we have the ring ready. And it wasn't supposed to be done for like a couple of weeks. So he goes and picks up the ring, freaks out. is like, I have to do it now. So that's when he asked my dad and then he did it like two days later. Got it. Okay. So it was just like he... He was if you're really good at keeping secrets, you can probably extend that. But I think Mm -hmm. most people, like, once they get it, they're like, oh shit, like now it's burning a hole in my pocket. Like, I don't want her to find it. Like, I'm freaking out. And so that really expedites the timeline. Got it. Got it. Got it. But so you've got the trusted person. In Will's case, it was my sister, and Mm -hmm. she didn't tell anybody. So Will asked my dad on a we got engaged on a Saturday. I think my I think Will asked my dad that Wednesday before. So it's I mean chop shop here. And not that like my family is really tight knit and it's mm-hmm. hard to keep secrets from each other, but everyone, I, at least to my knowledge, like I had no idea. I think they kept it pretty secret. At least my mom and dad did um, until Will told my siblings because basically what he did was like he proposed to me and then we had like a party afterwards. Sure. And yeah, so yeah. they knew at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think. I don't think anybody knew until Will told them specifically, which is really nice. But you just have to know what how people are going to react. Yeah, you got to feel it out. There's no so there's no basically what I think we've come to is that get the ring figured out first. Get the ring figured out. Maybe you have the one person helping you out. And right, and that person is basically helping. Yeah, right. Swear to secrecy. That person's helping with the style. What she's going to like big time. You you might already know a little bit if you're if you've some couples are more intimate talking about like I literally want that right. one and we talked about this last week a little bit but um, so get the ring figured out have that ready to go or basically ready to go maybe yeah. it's in, maybe it's in it's in production. in production it's being shipped to you whatever so you know that you're getting that that payment has been made or whatever it might be that's when you go to to dad or insert figure here that you need to ask for. So there's permission. no wrong time. It's just based on how you feel. Like mm-hmm. if you're like, I am going to have to like get it and then tell him and then immediately do it. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. Like maybe you ask him first because you're going home with her for Christmas. Yeah. Or yeah, there's a trip maybe that you have right. an idea that you want to do. But the yeah. one thing I will say, if you ask first before doing anything else, they're going to want to know a timeline. Because yeah. like then they're going to be like, why did you ask me and you didn't do it for another year? Like what the fuck was that about? I think we've gotten questions about that where it's like, I know – I know he asked my dad for permission, but it's like six months later and now and I'm that's, sitting And that's it. like – that for me is putting the onus on your family members or her family members to keep a secret that like maybe they are not super comfortable keeping. Yeah. Like that's really difficult, especially when you know like, oh, my sister's going to get engaged and you've known it for months. It's like, no. If you're going to ask the dad and you have done no – no work. You need to like give a firm timeline like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm asking you because we're home for Christmas, but I'm going to do it like when we go on this trip at the end of January yep. and I have all – like I've worked out all this stuff. That's my argument for why you should wait to ask the dad. Right. I, <laughs> I mean I guess I there's a chance you ask, ask dad, tell her family, whatever, et cetera, and they're like, no, nah, we hate you and you've already gotten the ring. But I, likely that's <laughs> not going to happen. 
Yeah, I was going to say, what if he says no? Yeah. Um, but I, that's why I'm like, do the legwork first, then ask the family. Or, mm-hmm. okay, also, do I think that you have to ask permission to marry someone? I was going to ask this. No. Um, I think that that's a very old-fashioned, um, respectful thing to do. I think certain, uh, I'll just say parents across the board expect it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is like more common in the South or like with more conservative families or whatever. I love my parents. Will and I were going to get married either way. Like he did not have to like ask permission. I think it was more mm-hmm. like a, Hey, I'm going to propose to Sally. Like, Here's, I just want you to know that I'm going to take care of her and blah, blah, blah. And we're going to have a family and this is how I feel and everything. It was more mm-hmm. of like a declaration. Sure. Uh, no, I don't think you have to ask anyone. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you can kind of feel out the situations where you feel like you should, where you feel like you don't have to. I think, I think even if you're not close with her parents, mm-hmm. giving like a heads up might be nice. Oh, of course. Yeah. Because it's like. You want to keep if, if she's close with her parents. If they if they have a bad relationship, I mean we we see this play out on the Bachelor all the time. Yes. Like yeah, yeah. maybe you talk to a friend, like mm-hmm. just to like let them know, like one of her close friends or like a family member, or like a trusted aunt or whatever. Yeah, there are a lot of situations that aren't necessarily like nuclear. Uh, mom, right. dad, two kids, and a picket fence. Like oh, right. ask for your daughter's hand, and it's it's. Yeah, there's a lot I mean, of different it's 20, ways to 20, do this. Almost yeah. 2023. Like, do we need to be asking permission to like no, I marry think, people? Yeah, no, I think there's it's it's certainly respectful in situations that probably demand it. Like you said, maybe the uh, the family's just very traditional yeah. setup, and like I would feel more comfortable doing that. Um, but it doesn't like that's not a, across the board, right? Situation. I mean, I think. It, Will knew it was important to my parents. Right. I think that's that's kind of where I'm trying to fall on it. Right. Is it's, if you know her parents, you have a really good relationship with them, you know it's going to be important to them, you know they're going to say yes, but you're still going to do it because you want that. Right. Yeah. I think that's kind of where I'm trying to yeah. <laughs> trying to land that plane carefully. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to the next one, Sally. Hello, guys. I come to you in need of dating advice. Well, you came to just the right place. Just over a month ago, I met a girl out at a bar. An analog meetup, if you will. I don't know what that means. Uh, what, what, Randy? What is, what is an analog? Analog, like not digital. It? Yeah. Thank you, Sal. Oh, like a digital meetup would be meeting over. He met her in person, not on a dating app. Yeah. Okay. Randy apparently wrote in this question. Uh, we've done a number of, uh, we've done a number of dates and uh, she's met some of my friends, and we really have a great time when we're together. Here is the catch. Callback here. She's borderline impossible to text with. When making plans, she will sometimes go a full day or longer in between responses. Now, I'm a bit neurotic, so this really affects me mentally. The plans always come together in the end. We have a great time, but in the meantime, I become an absolute puddle. For a bit of context, she's uh, newer to the city we live in, and I totally understand that she might just be trying to give herself some boundaries and may not be trying to dive into anything serious soon after moving here. I get that, and because of that, I've been very careful to not come across as over-eager, but at the same time, I am absolutely head over heels for this girl, so it is difficult for me to try to sit back and wait. How can I temper my own expectations 
the best while still trying to keep things moving forward. Now, we mentioned, caveat here, we mentioned that if there's an effort, or excuse me, if, if they're into you, there will probably 99.9% of the time be, there's an effort made, right? Right. Which sounds like always ends up happening. He's not necessarily being like, hey, like it's been a couple days, are we still on for tonight? They all still come together in the end. Some people are just terrible with their phones. I need to push back on that. Okay. I think I, 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 you get to have your argument. Okay, Let me okay. just make an argument really fast. Sally, you have the floor. I used to be, I am, I'm coming from this as I am terrible with my phone. You also have, you are a medical professional, which I feel like demands some attention on like people's bodies and you can leave uh, Joe Schmo over on the side for a while. Yes. No, no. Okay. Well, okay. Let me just, when Will and I met, I worked in the ICU. Um, I was a phenomenal texter then. Okay. Like literally <laughs> if you texted me, I texted you back within one, two seconds. You know, one hand of the carotid, one hand on your phone. Yeah. Um, I mean, and this was like all, all hours of the day, like whatever. If I, if I, I was really good with my phone and I, so much so that when Will, especially because when Will and I first started texting, we did not play games. We were like, not those yeah. people, which was like. I think how I knew like, okay, this is the guy I'm going to end up with. Cause like, we just kind of like threw that away. But I remember one of my friends literally texted me something and I texted her right back and she was like, wow, you were so quick to respond. I'm shocked. <laughs> now that was probably 2015 flash forward almost eight years later. Like I will literally, somebody will text me and I'm like, okay, I got to like deal with that. So like, like asking, go to dinner or something. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm just going to text them later. And then I'll totally forget. And then I'm like, shit, oh my God, I'm totally, I'm so sorry. Like two days later, I'm like, hey, I, I meant to text you. Yep, I do that too. One of my friends, no names, has always been terrible with her phone. Like mm. we'll be in the middle of a conversation. I know that she has her phone because like she just posted like an Instagram story or something mm -hmm. and like will not text you for days. And this is across the board because we, all of our friends complain about it, including her husband. We're all like, <laughs> She's awful. Like she's so bad about it. Cause it's like one of those things where I think sometimes when you like look at the text, you like click on it, notifications gone. You're like, I'll get to it later. And then you totally forget you get sh do stuck doing other stuff. Yes. I totally think that sometimes it's on purpose and I know you're going to make your argument, but I am also saying there are people out there that exist that are not glued to their phones 24 seven who literally like just take days to respond to things, which is fair. And I, so I'm and, just saying and, she could be one of those people. He sounds like he's not because she just moved there or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm just going to have my friend, Lauren. Uh, we all knew Lauren was bad at Damn, texting Lauren. like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that's just like been a joke with our whole, uh, friends for decades. Like, we're just like, oh, Lauren's bad at texting. Like, she just doesn't text you back. Like, yeah. it's like you're making a dinner res and you're just like, well, well but like, we, he doesn't we know, know this Lauren. girl. So he, yeah. he could be like, oh, Sarah. Like, Sarah won't text me, but, like, meanwhile, all of her friends back in, like, Cleveland are like, God, Sarah, like, she moved to New York, but, like, she never texts us. She never texts us then, mm -hmm. you know? I think I, – I just the, – the the whole, like, I'm bad at texting thing. It's like, okay, I, I think my my argument is more that's that's too much of a blanket statement 
for something else. Just be like, hey, I like to look at my phone and not respond because I need the mental capacity to build up a response. Or I'm always busy and I just kind of put my phone away. Or I work and I don't really allow for like immediate responses. Not that we need immediate responses, but if it's just like it, like the the morning and then all the way at six o'clock and then you kind of go through that cycle. I just think the bad, I don't like the bad at texting blanket statement. Right. I like the... Okay, if you're bad at texting, what's give me some context there. And if it's out of a lack of interest, then we can be like, okay, so this is probably not going to work. Or if it's out of some sort of excuse or context, okay, well, we can work with that. And that's kind of what I mean. That Or that's, that's the only argument I guess I really have. On this case, I think it's uh, a case where we talk about just communicate. And ironic here because there's a lack of communication. Right. But you need the next time you are solo or one on one, just be like, hey, I don't need this all the time. Here's my deal with texting communication. Let's just kind of set up where our heads are at and just say, we don't need to text every 10 minutes. Right. But like, is do you do you always do this or do you have like some sort of just some sort of communication where, hey, you know, I, I okay. You say you're bad at texting. You're bad at your phone, but like, give me some more there. Is it because we're not? Are you not feeling this? Or are you not? I don't but know. I think, I think some people are just be, unaware of like. To, fair and and I have the same thing. Like some group texts I have, or some friends I have, it's like, oh, I'll see that. Uh, that's that's a tomorrow thing. Mm-hmm. Some are like, oh, that's a right away thing. Me and my sister, for example, we're like immediate, and if we don't text back, we'll call. And be like, are you okay? Yeah. So. I think it depends on the person, depends on the the group, but with a person you're into and kind of dating, I think that's when you set up more of a, hey, what are your expectations when it comes to communication? Yeah. And what is your schedule like? You know, what, what, how do you best function? Not to like break a relationship down to just being like, how do you want me to talk to you? But I think it would be helpful be to say, how do you, how do you envision us talking all the time? Or For me, you? I think this depends on how far into the relationship they are. Okay. Okay. If they're like only a few dates in and it's very casual and they've only, you know, met each other's friends a couple times, but they're not like spending the night at each other's houses yet. I think mm-hmm. this is like a, maybe you can s- make fun of her, like a little like playful, like, mm, okay. oh man, so talk to you on Tuesday. Like when, I, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. not like in a shitty way. Sure. But- I think I think you one as a type A person just have got to learn to like let go a little bit. Yeah, let, let your brain go to something else for a little I'm bit. And... Speak an ASMR to calm you down. Okay. Because the type A's like me need to chill out a little bit. Just meditate on it for a second. Shh. Okay, that number one. Number two. Like, I think that there's something where if, if you're not super serious that you can be like, Hey, like text me back earlier this time. Or if you really like want to see her when you see her make plans for the next time you're going to see her be like, Hey, let's go on a date on Friday night. I want to take you somewhere, blah, blah, blah. So that there's no like, and then you check up up with her, you know, let the conversation flow as necessary and then check up right, you know, the day before, like, hey, cool, pick you up at whatever tomorrow. And kind of knowing that there's something there. Also, I, I think that's, you You have said this best, is that if you're in a long distance relationship, 
the most important thing is having something to look forward to right. in, as far as seeing each other again. The other thing is use the power of phone calls. Just call her. FaceTime. FaceTime. Call her. Be like, call her on, at 7 p.m. on a Tuesday when you just got home from the gym or whatever. Be mm -hmm. like, hey, just wanted to catch up. Like probably some people think that that's like psychotic. <laughs> But also some people like might enjoy that. Like I said, like Will and I started as texting and mm -hmm. then we progressed to calling. And then at that point I was like, we have too much. We're like sharing too much information. I'm not going to sit here and like text with you over it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I find myself like with, with Rachel. Now sometimes it'll just be like, we'll, we're, we're start, we start to have like three different conversations in one like message. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm answering one question, I'm asking one question and I'm making a comment on something about the question. Right. And then all that now, now it's like four conversations in one thread. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, uh, phone call or yeah. FaceTime. It gets too complicated. Yeah. Anyway, I think, I think that especially because things are good when y'all are together, this is just something you've got to like get over. Like yeah. there, there is a lot of different tips and tricks it kind of for me it depends on where in the spectrum mm -hmm. of the relationship you are if it's early i don't think have the conversation yet if you're like spending the night at each other's houses i think that it's okay to be like hey can you be a little bit better with your phone it's like really giving me anxiety mm -hmm. yeah and that's okay to say sure that makes it more of a two-way street and yeah. then you kind of figure you know the, the more solved problems i guess the solved like riddles to a relationship you have especially early yeah. The more able you're going to be to uh, figure out if this is long term or right. short term, or should you, should you end it, or should you try this or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think, like like I have anxiety with this, you have anxiety with this. I think it's just kind of one of those things that you uh, communicate on. Yeah. Ironically, uh, maybe you Facetime them though and show them your closet, or maybe you show them your sock drawer, perhaps. And Are buddy, you FaceTiming people and showing them your sock and drawer? And buddy, if you don't have any Bombas in your sock drawer, then you're not the one for me, Sally. Because Bombas, they do it all. They made socks, underwear, and T-shirts that feel good and do good. They feel good because they're designed with the softest materials and comfort innovations. And they do good, Randy, because for every item that you purchase, we donate another to someone who needs it, and we mean Bombas. Bombas design their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you cannot wait to put on every day, or in Randy's case, can't wait to take off. Know what I'm saying? That's a dating thing. They're made from super soft materials like merino wool, pima cotton, and even cashmere, which makes them the perfect cozy layers. And there's a pair of, of, uh, of Bombas socks for everything you do, and they come in tons of options, like comfy performance styles for every sport and activity that keeps you moving. Sally, do you have a favorite pair of Bombas socks? Uh, yes. I have said this in the past, but mm -hmm. I wear their um, compression socks. Mm. So I I upgraded. Let me upgrade. Because they have you. like the regular like everyday compression socks that are like 15 to 20. Okay. Um, because I'm on my feet a lot and I'm working, I upgraded the 20 to 30 pressure one. Mm, okay. Oh, man. First of all, they're really comfortable because, like, my last compression socks felt, like, so itchy and annoying, and I would take mm. them off at the end of the day, and, like, my legs would be aching from where they were, like, tight on me. These are, like, really comfortable, and they're really super cushioned on the foot, so it feels like I'm supporting my foot but also keeping my blood flow back up to my heart. Love they're great. That. That's, so that's what you got to look for. Highly recommend socks. for every medical professional or if you are on your feet a lot at work, 
the Bombas 20 to 30. I mean, or if you just want some everyday compression, the 15 to 20 are good too. I love it. I'm a big ankle socks fan yeah. at this point. I Because I love wearing uh, like joggers with um, my Adidas sneakers and like the ankle socks kind of give me that perfect level of it, like they're still there's not they're not no show which bombas also has by the way if you yeah. want if you really want the no show vibe but the ankles got the little kind of tab on the back super comfortable like the most comfortable socks i've ever ever owned yeah and i've washed them probably like a hug for your feet yeah i've probably washed them a dozen times at this point still the same same yeah. softness and like i might right now i'm on their website just to bombas.com slash collections slash men's uh holiday pack calf socks I just bought some. Look, I'm I'm literally buying them right now. Wow! Add to bag. Nobody's buying socks during their ad read. I think you are. You want to know how you can do it? If you're out there doing the same thing I'm doing, and give a little good this holiday season with Bombas, <laughs> go to bombas.com. B o m b a s dot com slash mail in and use code mail in to get twenty percent off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash M-A-I-L-I-N and use code mail-in, bombas.com slash mail-in, code mail-in, which I just did. Nice. Holiday socks. Next one, Sally. Hey, Britt and Sally. I moved to New York City a little over a month ago. Congratulations. I'm living with someone I don't really know. Uh, We only met up a couple of times before we moved in together. He's a good guy. We get along but we really don't see each other often because of his hectic work schedule. It's almost like I live alone. This leads me to my question. Does this mean that buying things essential for the apartment is on me? Things like cleaning supplies, paper towels, light bulbs, etc. Plus, I do things every day like the trash and recycling uh, and general tidying up. So it's like I do all the cleaning, but he doesn't make a mess. I take the trash out every time, but he barely produces any trash. I bought light bulbs and replaced the lights in the living room, but he never even spends time there. I'd love your help to determine what I can ask him to pitch in for monetarily. Um, okay, I've been in one, one of these here. situations. Okay. Like I lived with a girl and we were really close, mm-hmm. actually, like friends from work, and then we moved in together for a year. But because she had I was we both had boyfriends. Obviously, Will was out of town. We were never there at the same time. Sure. So it literally was like we were living alone. We were like together like maybe six times total the whole year we lived together. Um, I th- Especially if you're cordial, just be like, hey, I just picked up some stuff for the apartment. I'm going to send you a Venmo. Like we just set the expectations early on. And I think like that if you were – if we were paying for stuff or we were getting somebody to come clean the house or we were do- mm-hmm. getting somebody to come do the yard or – like, I I think when we, you know, moved in and brought furniture, it was like, okay, I'm going to bring this stuff. And that was the other thing. Like, we needed, like, a pot or a pan. She, like, bought one and then she just took it with her at the end of the thing. Like, this mm-hmm. is really easy to navigate, especially if you're just normal, nice people. Just text him next time and be like, hey, I'm picking up some, like, um, essentials for the apartment, like toilet paper and, you know, laundry detergent. Mm-hmm. Um, do you care if I Venmo you? Yeah, I think it's that makes sense. I think that his question here is more about the split. Like if he's he's the one, it sounds like maybe working from home, using most of the supplies. Do you still fifty fifty it? 
Yeah, because it's for the apartment. Like, it, I don't know. For me, oh, like, or buy your own yeah. toilet paper and then he'll buy uh, toilet yeah. paper when he needs it. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. You, you don't want to make it like that where it's like, well, this is my toilet paper. You can use your. Right. You know, and I think I, I hear his problem here. And I don't know if I'm a, like 50-50. Maybe it's like <sighs> some stuff is 50-50, like toilet paper or whatever. But then you don't, you don't want to get in the weeds of being like, well, here's my tally and here's your tally. I think you just, just split stuff. That, for as me, long as this is easy. it's not egregious. Easy. Like if yeah. you're buying a, 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 you know, a Brita that you're never going to use and it's 100 bucks, and maybe you don't split it 50-50. But if right. you're doing cleaning supplies. Cleaning supplies, yeah. toilet paper, paper towels all fall into like mm-hmm. – you split that. If you buy a set of it, like you buy a blender, yeah, that he's gonna use. You don't charge him for the blender. You just take the blender with you when you move out. Yes. Like, yep, yep, yep. But as far as the cleaning stuff goes, especially if he's not, I don't think this is something to get worked up about. Mm-hmm. If he's not like taking out the trash or cleaning up the kitchen, like it sounds like he's being clean after himself. He's probably, like you said, not taking out the trash because you're already doing it. Yeah. And I think it's it's fair to Venmo. And maybe maybe I'm I'm coming back around to the 50-50 thing and I'm rationalizing it by saying he's sort of paying for the ability to have you do all of that. Right. By chipping in equitably to supplies and whatnot. Like he's if he's never there. His payment for you being like, well, I'll take out the trash, recycling, et cetera, is, is splitting the cost with you. So it's bringing your cost down too. Yeah. And just you are doing that stuff. I think that's that's probably fair all around. But yeah, you sh- he should be chipping in is, is right. the, the deal here. And I don't think you need to like get worked up or resent him. Just say like, hey, I picked up some supplies today. I'm going to send you a Venmo. Yeah. And if don't even like, make it a question. Just be like, I'm going to send you a Venmo. Yeah. And if he's like, no, I'm never there. Why and then be like, well, I, that's not how this works. We split rent, and you're never there. So yeah. like, why would we not split cleaning supplies? Yeah, deal. Uh, hey guys, first time, long time. My friends from college and I are planning a girls' trip uh, for next April. Here we go, Sally. Okay. The idea was hatched one on one with a friend, and we decided to loop in the rest of the group to gauge interest. But the two of us plan to take this trip regardless. There are a wide range of financial situations in our group, but To our surprise, all the four other girls wanted to come. Here's the catch. One of our friends is pregnant and due in January. She plans to bring the then three-month-old baby on the trip with us. The rest of us don't have kids, and while we all respect parental obligations, this will make for a wildly different type of trip for us that none of us are interested in. Her motivations may come from the fact that her husband does nothing around the house, shots fired, uh, he doesn't do laundry. He doesn't make his own food. He doesn't schedule his own doctor's appointments. He doesn't do absolutely anything. While this is a product of her own doing, I could see her thinking that leaving the baby with him for three days is not an option. We don't want her to feel like we are taking a trip without her. And even though we didn't originally think this would be a whole quote group or excuse me, a whole group trip, her absence would in fact mean that it was everyone but her on the trip. How do we tell our friend that we'd like her to either leave her baby at home or bow out of the trip? Okay. There's a chance this just gets resolved when she has the baby and she's like, uh, I can't go on a trip. I can't go on a trip <laughs> with a three month old. Yeah. There's a high chance that that happens. Number two, it totally, this also 
easily resolved depending on where you're going. If you're going yeah. to Mexico, likely she's not going to be able to bring the baby. I mean, not like she could, but she's going to have to get a baby a passport. We're going to oh, do yeah. all this shit to like go to Mexico. Got it. If you already know where you're going, then you start planning stuff and you're like, we're going to go to dinner at seven. Da, 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 da. Again, that knocks out the kid being able to be there because like it's a three month old. Yeah. It's got to go to bed and like you're going to have to find a babysitter. All other shit. So I think it's insanely reasonable for someone to talk to her, uh, whoever is probably closest with her. Um, I don't know. I don't – truly I do not know if it's better to do it now while she's still pregnant or wait mm-hmm. until after she's had the baby. Here's what I'm going to say. Postpartum is a really lonely time even if you have a lot of support. Um, and springing something like that on someone postpartum postpartum might be a lot. She may change her mind. Like she may be like, I don't want to do this with the baby, but I think it might be a good idea now to bring up like, Hey, we we're thinking we like want to plan, you know, I don't know where they're going, but we want to plan a couple dinners and nights out. Like, I know you were thinking about bringing the baby, but like, have you considered maybe leaving him at home with Tom or whatever, or maybe your mom? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I, I know that it might be really hard to find a babysitter. We trust in Scottsdale sure, or Cancun, whatever. Yeah, like- um, and I just don't want you to feel burdened. I mean, let me just say this being postpartum and being on a trip mm-hmm. is already a burden, especially if you're like pumping and stuff like that. Bringing the baby is like a whole other thing. And I don't think it's unreasonable to say like we want to plan some nights out and stuff and we don't want you to miss out and just be there with the kid. Yeah. Like I think it might be better to leave him at home. I would yeah. – and I wouldn't say or not come. I would just say like it's it's going to make the rest of the logistics difficult. Totally. And she can't be expecting unless she's a psychopath that – they're going to like build a trip around her three-month-old, like a girl's trip. Right. That's insane. And like I said, I would have that conversation now. And then depending on how she reacts, maybe she's like, yeah, you're right. But having a baby <laughs> like is going to change that. Like let me just say, I think having the kid like dealing with sleep schedules, who knows how her and her husband are going to react to this. You know, who knows how he's going to step up or not. Like, she may be like, I can't leave my house right now. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, yeah. you never know how. It's, but I would plant the seed now and be like, we obviously want you to come. I think it would be a great opportunity for you postpartum to, like, get away. Mm-hmm. And I really want you to ha- be able to, like, relax and take some time for yourself because you're going to need it. Right. I, I totally agree. Center this podcast. Yeah. I, I mean, I wish I would have taken a – I took a trip probably seven months postpartum Mm -hmm. and we left Fritz at home, but I was still pumping. It kind of sucked, but it was definitely necessary for my mental health at three months. I would have been like, hell yeah, get me out of this house. Like (laughs) he's staying home. And I think people think though, they're like, Oh, it's like a baby. Like they'll just like sleep and whatever. But like, it's not like that after at three months. Mm -hmm. It's not. Yeah. I, I don't have the experience, but yeah. Yeah. Good good luck. Uh, Last question here, Sally. Hey, Sally and Brett. My best friend got accepted into a chiropractor school in New Zealand. 
That is fucking awesome. Uh, he will be moving away from Canada in a couple of months, and he will be living there for four years. I'm so proud of him for getting this amazing opportunity in a very competitive program. Also, sounds like you're going to visit him, and it's going to be awesome. Here is the issue. I have not heard his girlfriend say one supportive thing about this opportunity. At his birthday, she said in a group that she cried because he has not reconsidered leaving and that she is manifesting that his visa doesn't get approved. I was shocked when she said this, and in no way was she making a joke. I've talked to him about it since, and he's been frustrated, but brushes it off as not a big deal. I think it's a huge deal. He deserves nothing but love and support, not resentment during the shift in his life. I want him to break up with her, but how should I handle this situation and best support him? Yikes. This is going to get worked out on its own. You think? Yeah. I think you just are there and listen to him and are a sounding board. Okay. That's really sad. I, From her perspective, like, I kind of understand. Like Quite the I, shift. Yeah. I, I get both. Like, mm -hmm. I get both sides. Like, if I, if it's somebody not, I not, loved was, like, not, going to medical school of halfway around the world, yeah, I'd be like, Austin shit, this is, like, totally going to change our relationship. Yeah. And you don't, this guy does not know what's going on behind closed doors. Like, mm -hmm. maybe they're having a conversation about her trying to move there. And it, I think it's okay to give space to both of them, but also her to, like, kind of mourn what's going on. Sure. Because, personally, for me, that is, like, a... He's moving from Canada to New Zealand. Like, like likely, that relationship's not going to survive. No, it's not. It's not Kansas City and Chicago. Right. It is, and it's okay for her to be upset about that. And you don't know for sure how she feels about it because unless mm -hmm. you've asked. But like her making, like crying about it when she's drunk, or making a comment about how she hopes his visa. I mean, that might be an offhand joke comment, and it may be, or maybe exactly how she feels and that's okay but also there may be a reason why your friend is going to new zealand over somewhere in canada or in the u.s where it would, which would be like closer easier like maybe he's trying to get away from her maybe this is like the opportunity he wanted like but it's as a friend i don't think that that's your place to determine what's going on in their relationship yep um, I think that's very fair I think it's okay to commiserate with him if he's like, I'm really frustrated. Like she's she's really upset about this and she's not like supporting me. But mm -hmm. I personally understand how it would be hard to support someone that you love, like mm -hmm. moving halfway around the world for four years. Yeah. But I think as the friend, you're like, yeah, I totally get that. That's really frustrating. Like we're super happy for you, but I'm sure she's just really going to miss you. And it's probably really hard for her right now. Mm -hmm. But I get that it's also really hard for you. And then you just sit back and let whatever is going to happen run its course and you just support him in that way. Yeah. So you'd be the you kind of be guardrails, you'd be soundboard. Right. You'd be uh you you lack putting your opinion into this. You kind of are more just playing defense. And you can say what your opinion is that like you're disappointed that she's acting the way she is. Just I mean not to her. Right. Like, yeah, you're not being like, "Hey, you you should break up." But like, you don't I mean, I don't know. I for this is delicate to me because I'm like, it's not like she's cheating on him. No. And, or something that like requires maybe some honesty with your friend. No, it's it's. And hopefully the friend who's going to New Zealand has like thought some of this through in his mind. Like mm -hmm. if he's naive enough to just be like, oh, I'm gonna go go to New Zealand. My girlfriend's gonna be super happy about it, and like that that's his issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the 
FaceTime doesn't really the, the time zones are tough. Though. Yeah. That's I think that's what's that, twelve hours? And I think you're like on a whole different in, day at some Canada? point. Like oh, yeah. yeah, they're just Absolutely. Yeah. So I I think it's okay to commiserate with your friend. I don't think that this is a thing where you're like, she's not supporting you and you need to break up with her before you leave. Like he will come to that conclusion himself mm -hmm. if he needs to. Yep, fair. Or they try it for two weeks and they're like, ooh, not gonna work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Be I think so you you mentioned support. That's the biggest thing right now. Play defense and uh, just kind of keep it to yourself and let 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 life work itself out. Um, shower thoughts, Sally. Do you have any? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Nope. My brain is very empty this morning. Sorry. Your brain is fully focused on uh, your son and his camera attitude this afternoon. Yeah. I just, my shower thought is like, how do I get my photographer to hide in the woods? To hide in a bush. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mine is Randy being Santa Claus. No. Have you, uh, have you seen the last week or so? AI is in the news. Artificial intelligence. Yeah, is this what your current profile picture yes. is? Okay, it I is like. AI. I feel like everyone's like doing these, and I I don't understand it. I, so I just so explain between, it to me like I'm five. So there's two basically tools that dropped in the last week, or or at least have gotten some like critical mass of popularity. Okay. Uh, the Lensa app, L E N S A, is now the most popular app in the App Store for people doing things like this. So. You'll see, like, that is my okay. AI Here's the question, profile though. picture face. Did you, they took a picture of you? So you, what you do is you upload, like, 10 to 20 photos of yourself. And there's specific guidelines. It's, like, got to be just you. Got to be just your face. Like, not just your face, but they say do different angles, do different, like, outfits. Right. But it has to be your face clearly visible. Um, and it takes that information and builds portraits of you that are like movie posters that are uh fantasy images and it it's remarkable and it's some of them are photo real and it's scary okay then the, the real quick then the other tools is this chat gpt thing uh -huh. where you can basically write in a prompt be like i have tomatoes parsley chicken and onions in my fridge right now write me a recipe or write me a Morgan Wallen song mentioning beers, the boys, and my dog. It, it is this remarkable tool that can take a prompt and write anything. It's, it's incredible. So, like, people are scared of AI or whatever. I just think it's really interesting, the, the applications right now that are Right. Cool. So, this kind of goes back to, like, I did a lot of stuff um, in school about data mining mm -hmm. and how – all of our, I mean, this is like such a broad conversation of like how every single thing we are doing is like being stored in a computer somewhere mm -hmm. to like predict all of our behavior and et cetera. So this kind of goes back to that, but like, are we going to find out in like two weeks that this Linza app is like owned by China, just like the old people Ooh, app was? And yeah. Then like no, all, no, of our, <laughs> all of our faces are <laughs> stored in the metaverse and like now like we're all being like surveilled. Yeah, very good. I know that, that that sounds like very like oh big brother of me, but like remember when everyone was doing the old person photo thing, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, everyone yeah. was like, Absolutely. "Oh shit, stop downloading it!" Like they have access to your phone. Like I feel like we're gonna find that out in like two weeks. Yeah, that, I mean that could be, but I I, I fall in the same 
tree is Dylan here. And I'm just like, oh, I have my shit. You, you know, you won't, as long as you don't have my bank account, like, I don't really care. Okay, the but the thing I is, about, I think that they probably do have your bank account. <laughs> like, I feel the same way. If anybody's like, well, they don't have a whole lot then, Randy. You know what if I mean? If anyone has like a bug in, on me, like, they're probably listening to like some really boring shit. Like, I have mm-hmm. nothing interesting going on in my life. But like, do I want like my entire medical history or my bank account or all of those things being like broadcast? No. Um, do I, am I too trusting with information? Yes. Uh, do I worry sometimes that like my identity is going to be stolen? Yes. But is it like something that I think about 99.9% of the time? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Like it's something that's like a passing thought sometimes. And then I like go back to like buying shit with my credit card on a 5G or a random yeah, public, public Wi-Fi. Public Wi-Fi like at, the, at Starbucks. So like I'm like the exact person that you're not supposed to be doing. I'm just – not protecting my data at all. I just think, uh, and like now I've said it on this podcast, yeah. and then China is going to come hello, steal hello. all my yeah. shit. This is me talking to the Chinese government. Um, I just think for the purpose of the shower thought, it's more we're we're still at the cool stage. That I think predictive AI is really cool, and I think what they did, like here, I'll showing Sally. I downloaded the avatars. They're really, really interesting. And sometimes too, too good. And I just, but I, I think it's such a unique, and, and I feel bad. Randy and I were talking about this the other day. Um, it, it's putting artists out of, like out of work, in theory, because I some, mean, some I don't know are, if you like had this <laughs> hanging in your room. I would probably make fun of you. Oh yeah, no doubt. But I just think it's it's a cool way to look at. <laughs> The power of this technology. I think it's it's what. Like, what are you gonna do with this? <laughs> that's that's the one I think Randy wants to do too. Oh my god! Like, this is you walking with a cane. Why? I know. I, that's a like, great what, question. What's wearing skinny jeans? What's the point? You know, I don't know. I don't know. But I just I I did it, and you can download like all their your things at once. And I just think the technology is powerful and wild. <laughs> okay. Okay. But it, like it, just the way the way it works is really cool, and that's that's all my shower thought is. Uh, anyway, that'll do it for the mail in today. Please subscribe, rate five stars, review, and tell a friend about the show. Hit the hotline number eight 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 three six two M A I L. That's eight 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 three six two six two four five. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail In Podcast. Sally, where can the people find you? Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter. I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman on both those platforms and we'll uh we'll see you guys next week bye